I'm just going to introduce the show. I'm so happy to have you guys on. We got Grandpa. Give us a little hello, Grandpa. Hello. <laughs> hey, you want a little one? That's a little one. Sierra. Hello. Sierra I, hi, I know. Hi, uh, Fias. Sierra is our Sierra. amazing producer. So, so happy to have you. You can mute your video if you didn't want to uh, be on Sierra, but it's up to you completely. Um, I did. Can you see me? I can still see you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of a trap. I don't know how to really turn it <laughs> off, but on my screen, it's not showing. So that's where the recording oh, really? is going to be. That's fraudulent. You're, you're, you're on if you're comfortable with that. But. That's really funny. Can <laughs> I, what if I hit stop video? Is that now it's off, right? Yeah. Okay. Now that's your image. <laughs> that's cool. funny. Oh, there. Now you're, now you're off. Okay. That was the okay, goal. And now Finus is and here and we're so happy to have her. All right, and we have Sunny back. Okay, and we got Finest. We got Finest. Are you, uh, are you uh, here? We're good. Yes. Great. Love yes, it. we hear you. No echo. Give give the give the viewers a little intro, Finest. I can't hear Finest. So that's not going oh, exactly. Your audio again. as planned. What if I turn this? Oh. It was working a second ago. Hello. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. man. Okay, I got this. What a saga! I, I hear you, but your your background noise is terrible. Let's let's what? let's take a look. Let's take a look. What's my background Is noise? On the, the no the no. Now we're good. Now we're now we're getting there. Acting. All right. What's my background noise sound like? We're better now. We're better. Like a smooth waterfall. It, like it sounds squeaked. Yeah, clean enough. Okay. All right. We've got Sunny and Azumi are here today. Great. Amazing. Uh, let's do just a quick little intro. Uh, Finus, uh, I'm so happy to have you on. Grandpa, so happy to have you on. Um, uh, what's your kvetch today, Grandpa? Well, I didn't get mail delivery for two days, which first time in my life. And I uh, actually went over to the post office today to complain. And my understanding is that uh, this administration is trying to uh, put the post office out of business so they can uh, put private companies in to handle the mail. And my, I understand that they, they, uh, the fellow that's been made the postmaster has $80 million invested in uh, in another company that would compete with them, with the uh, USPO. So uh, that's that's my one of my fetches or through, complaints through through all of this my question today is about relationships i want to know <clears throat> how sort of this pandemic has affected the way that you're interacting with other people did you did you have a friendly relationship with your mailman grandpa i really don't get to to uh, see him very often he comes in and and services a lot of boxes in a large condominium building and he's back uh, behind the uh, behind a wall, basically. So the answer to oh. your question is no. Even even before the pandemic. Even before the pandemic, uh, and also they oh. change carriers fairly often. 
Got but, you. Um, got you. He's, he's back in a room that's on the other side of all of the uh, tenants' boxes. I imagine it's a it's a lonely day that he has. It's probably... <laughs> well, I'm sure he's very, very busy with all the uh, packages that are being mailed today. Uh, post office is, is kind of overwhelmed. From all the, they're not doing as much letter business, but they're doing a lot of uh, package business. So mm. they're they're kind of overwhelmed with the work, and plus uh, the COVID oh situation. Gosh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. it's tough on them, and they don't want to. The post office doesn't want to pay overtime anymore. So instead, they hire uh, part timers or new people that don't really know what they're doing. This this might be like my my movie stereotype, but I really feel like the probably one of the only pleasures of the job is sort of being able to see people every day and like, hi, Mister and Missus, you know, like. Oh wow! <laughs> and now, I now they don't get I, that at all. If I made an think, effort, I probably could meet the guy, but he's not always there when I'm going in and out or when I pick up my mail. What's oh God, finest? Well, I don't know. I just feel like if I was a delivery package person, I'd just be like, I hope I don't see anybody. hope I don't got to see anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm enjoying my day. <laughs> yeah. Here's just your listening to my podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's 3.30, so we have our first guest, uh, which is Azumi for the day. A- Azumi, can you hear us? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing today? Hi. Hi. How Hello. are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, so nice to, to have you trying out. Um, basically, the, the question that I, I want to pose for today is um, what, what relationship sort of has been affected in your life the most by everything that's been going on the last four months? And if there's any crazy stories or anything. Um, it's not really crazy. Um. So one thing I noticed um, is that relationship with my mom. Uh, my mom is in Japan. Um, I'm Japanese. I'm from Japan. So all my family and friends are in Japan. And um, the relationship between me and mom is not usual, I would say. Um, so it's like I don't talk to her that much Um so she knows I don't like talking to her. It's not like I hate her. Um, it's not like our relationship is bad. It's like it's it's completely normal. It's like uh, not talking to each other too often is normal for us. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's a great way to maintain a healthy relationship in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, She's but, gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Right. So if I if I call her if I call her in like out of blue, she would be really panicked. (laughs) She would think like something happened and are you okay? She would be like that. So I don't I don't try to call her. Um Mm. so normally I don't I don't talk to her that often and she sometimes like texts me saying like, Hey, how doing? Like maybe once in a month or something like that. And um but during this um, situation, she was very scared because um, she heard a lot of bad stuff happening in New York City. I'm, I'm, I'm in New York now. So um, she's really worried about me. And then she um, tried to call me almost like almost every two or three days. 
And that's that's a big change for me. Um, I never talk to her this often um, after I moved away from her. So and the the things we talk about is like really nothing. Um, like how the things in Japan, and I talk to her like how my life in here. And say like she keeps asking asking me like how how how's your job? How are you doing? And I'm like. Nothing happens. Nothing really happens. I just stay home and I don't go out except to go into the supermarket and do the laundry and that's all. I don't go out. And then she's like, yeah. "Okay, don't don't go out. <laughs> stay home." Yeah. Has and, it has it increased yeah. the relationship though? That like the more that you've been talking, or has it just it, it's it's because for me, I find it interesting. This is the most I've spent with my family. I mean, this this podcast being a pretty good indicator. Uh, since I was a teenager, I think. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's going to bring me closer, but I, I'm fighting more with my sister now than I ever have been, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm, what well, it's not just, uh, this pandemic situation. I'm, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to my mom. Um, I, I used to, I used to hate her, to be honest. When I was in high school, I really hate her. So, uh, but after that, I became older, I grew up, and I think she grew up too. Um, as a mother, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you became a mother, she has two daughters, but when you became a mother, you were, uh, you were new to, you know, bringing child. So, but, so I felt like, but every, so for everybody, mother is mother should be it should feel like a professional mother so <laughs> i was like i was always like when i was in high school i've always felt like why can't you be better why can't you be a better mother or something like that and then it, that's mm. the always the reason for fighting what, but, what did you hate the most though you i mean hate's a strong word what what, what specifically she told me to study more but in fact, I was studying. I was studying a lot, um, but I started studying after my parents went to sleep. So she didn't know I was studying while she was sleeping, but she kept telling me, like, study more. You just, you were sleeping all the time. And because she was seeing me um, sleeping, and then she didn't know I wake up after I took a little nap like two or three hours of sleep and then I wake up and start studying but she didn't know that and then she kept telling me like study more and she didn't really um see my score or how I was doing in school and then she just told me um to study more that, that's that's really really frustrating mm. um I, sh- I should have told her I should have talked to her more and I should have like explained how I study but I didn't want to talk to her at that time so yeah. we're we're just it's just a lack of communication this is a this is a question i have for grandpa i mean so uh my grand i, I wasn't around obviously when uh my my mom was a kid but it, i i find the the older generations like grades seem so important where do you where do you stand on that grandpa repeat that brandon you find <laughs> the older generation what <laughs> the always always getting on us for our grades what do you, what do you think about sort of success and what what do you think well i, I guess you have to be self-motivated for yourself you know and, uh, yeah 
Yeah, I think so. I think you have to be self-motivated. But and, and by the way, uh, regarding Japan, uh, Brandon and I visited Japan uh, when he was it's about true. 17 years of age. Very true. And uh, we were in a karaoke area, <laughs> and they kept bringing drinks in for us. And I didn't know that Brandon had ordered them. And uh, they yeah. kept bringing in liquor for us to drink. But anyhow, yeah. that's kind of a sideline issue. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess a lot of parents are that way. They want you to succeed in life and feel that you'll have a better chance if you're well educated. Right, right. And then I feel like it's more um, competitive in Japan than here. Here, people like so. Some of the people are really um, push their kids to, you know, study more or um, go to a good college or something but in japan i feel like that arch is um more intense i think and and what what uh, city is does your mother live in osaka oh yeah i was in osaka they beautiful city very pretty oh really beautiful. thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> great yeah do you do you regret all of the the pressure or do you feel like uh, it's it's helped now as an adult that you've gotten old, like with a newer perspective. Ah, that's a difficult question. You yes. know, I I behaved based on how I felt. That's that's like really that anger or frustration was really natural to me back in the day. So um, hmm. I don't know. I would say I don't regret. I don't know if I go back and like I, if I can travel, time travel, and <laughs> if I can go back to the, the high school. I don't know. Maybe I sh- will still behave the same. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Are, are yeah. you are you uh, planning on staying in the United States or going back to Japan? Um. That's another difficult question. I don't know. I think I want to stay a um, little bit longer. Um, I've been here for 10 years, and I like it a lot. And um, But um, sometimes think, like, I imagine how the life in Japan. Um, so I was there, like, for 25 years. Uh, but if I go back there now and start living alone there, how would I feel, like, that? Like, yeah, I'm just curious, but there is some reason that I moved away. So if I go back there, would I still feel like frustrated or if I find it interesting? I don't know. Um, I still don't know. No. Is New York everything you thought it be would be or much worse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's well some of the things are really bad um the city is dirty and um there's some you know uh well um not comfortable like not pleasant people there but i still like it this energy and um exciting things happen every day before the pandemic um so it's um sometimes i hate the life here but you know it's always good and bad japan is also good and bad so have you been yeah have you been to other parts of the united states like san francisco or you know out west or 
just have you for, traveled at all or just strictly yeah, New York? Yeah, just a couple of days. I didn't stay like longer than a, a week, uh, but I've been to Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, Florida. Yeah, I've just been, to, been there like um, a week or less than a week. Yeah, Finus and I are both uh, transplants to New York. So, I mean, I yeah, came yeah. from Jersey, but... Mm. Yeah. Sierra, am I not supposed to be able to see a view of you on my screen? No, I'm just, I'm just emotionally here. Just emotionally. Just okay. emotionally here. We've also okay. got Sunny on call, and we've got James Wilson here. Hello. Great, Hiya. Great. Hiya. Uh, Sun, for 340. James is 430. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you so much for coming. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, ask it, Finus. We got time. I'm, I'm not getting audio from you. Said I, he said, I want to ask my question, and then he started. Okay. Sorry, it's just my phone again. Um, no, it's, it's, it's cool that you're talking to your mom, um, which is awesome. It may start off like pretty generic at first, but who knows? You know, maybe you guys start talking about like why you hated each other for a little bit, and that'd be cool. Because um, I'm like, since the quarantine happened, the same thing is with me and my dad. Like, we talk, we start off, we, we talk pretty frequently but now we talk like every other day and it went from like pretty generic talks and now we talk about all types of crazy shit um and i am very appreciative to have that relationship with someone that you uh that born me you know he's like he made me it's pretty cool to have deep conversations with them um shit. um and you said uh oh and did you say you like are you with the oldest sister you have a sister younger sister or something yeah i have a sister i have older sister oh because yeah um is it like any competition because it's so like uh competitive over there like do you feel like you competing a little bit are y'all cool well, is it like yeah when i was when we were young uh when we were in school like high school middle school we at least i felt really um, I have to compete her. I have to win. Um, I have to defeat her. What, what's, what's the age difference? Just one year. That's oh, why yeah. we're so <laughs> competitive. Yeah. But I don't know how she was feeling. Um, that I, I feel like that was only me feeling really competitive. Uh, because she is, I will, I always describe her like she's from outer space. She <laughs> is very different uh she thinks very differently so but she's a really good sister um even have though you ever i talked about your competition with each other i'm sorry have you guys no. talked about like have you ever brought that up like hey i used to compete with you um I, no i don't think so i didn't have that direct um conversation about could be competing each other but she I, i'm sure she's she's feeling it um she felt there was a competition from me and then she was like um after a while i don't know she i this is maybe weird to say but she i'm sure she loves me more than anything um so whatever i do or whatever i say to her she's like well she get she gets angry at the moment but she just forgives me whatever I do. So 
actually I was um, tiny existing compared to her. She's like, she has a very big cart. And then, mm-hmm. um, so I was the only one feeling really competitive, I think. You never know till you ask, you know. Um, yeah. is, she in, is she in Japan or is she over here or is she elsewhere? She's in Japan, but she's in Tokyo. My mom is in Osaka. It's something I think about a lot is like, would I be friends with this specific family member if we weren't related? You know, like, mm. would, would I ever hang out with them again? But, right. Yeah, I don't really hang with my sisters. I don't know if we would be friends. I, I got three sisters and I don't really... We don't, yeah, we don't like really you love them because it's their family, but mm-hmm. then yeah. would we get a drink? Like, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I think I can become a really good friend with her. Uh, if she's not my sister, I can be a really good friend because oh, she's a super unique. She's like super interesting person. Sometimes it's very annoying, but <laughs> she's very yeah. interesting. So, so are my friends though. So, <laughs> my, uh, my mother passed away uh, over 10 years ago and when she was alive, we, we had terrible, terrible arguments all the, quite often. Mm. And uh, later in life, I got closer with her. She developed Alzheimer's, and I got closer. And now I realize how much I love her, and I dream about her a lot. I, I have dreams that, gee, I haven't seen her for a long time. I need to give her a call. Mm. Um, so I think that, you know, just because you have some of these uh, arguments in life or disagreements with your parents, uh, you still have, it, deep down inside of you, you still have the love for them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we have to um, get Sunny on, but thank you so much again, Azumi. It's so nice to have you. Sure, it was very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I hope you uh, beat your sister, and there's nothing like telling her that you beat her. That makes the competition, competition that much better. Yeah, win, the, win the competition. <laughs> we're good. We're, we're not. We, we're over that phase, I think. That's good. I'm going to beat my sisters. <laughs> Sierra, I kind of missed not having your, your face on, on the uh, monitor. Oh, you don't you don't need it today. It's not uh-huh. today is not the day where you're golden. You're thriving without my face right now. Yeah, look look at mine and I'm you know, I'm willing to put up with it. So No. Nah, okay. This is golden. This is where it's at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's thriving. They're looking great. Hello, Sunny. Yeah, we got Sunny on. <laughs> I can't not. hear him. Perhaps we can't hear you, Sunny. Yeah, the the beautiful part about this is that Finus and Sunny live together. So, bro, <laughs> I I just want to ask Grandpa while we have a minute. Um, we can't hear you, Sunny. Do you is yeah is there <laughs> is there is there regret in that? Like, do you wish that you could have expressed those things more when she was still alive? Or... Well, there there are things that I wish that maybe I had tried a little harder, but, but you know what it is is what it is. Let's life. We're all kind of puppets of the creator's mind, so you know you do what you have to do in this world. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, what's up? What's up, guys? Sorry. It's the it's another person that doesn't have their face on here. Uh. 
I thought that was a pretty. Sorry, I was trying to be charming. It, it makes a party. No, you did great. <laughs> so, Sonny, we were just talking about um, love and death. So, you hopped in with the perfect amount of energy. Um. <laughs> Thanks. That's all. That's celebrate. all. Life and death no, is just, it's just energy. I'm just right? teasing. I. Uh, uh, the the question we're posing today is what relationship has changed the most for you during the the world changing in the last five months? Oh wow! How? Why? You know, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, it definitely helped me rekindle some friendships. That I, I mean, the most. Yeah, this is such a hard question, you know. It is a, it's a great question. I guess, like, sure. you know, I want to hit this on multiple a- angles. And I think the number one angle that I want to hit it on is I had this friend named Anthony. Him and I, we just kind of fell off. We were in, like, a group chat together, and we still talk sometimes. Um, but at a certain point during the quarantine – we started playing games online and you know about this Brandon cause you've met him online and uh, he's a big gamer. And so we yeah. started doing the discord thing like every single day and just started rekindling our friendship in a different way that we hadn't done before. And games, the online games brought us together. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I notice it with my brother because he, my little brother, is very big on Discord and online gaming. But um, the it's almost easier to connect with him through the games than not. Yeah, for, for yeah. real, because you know we're we're entering their world. It's like, uh, you know, one of my classmates, my improv class, said this. Actor friends, you know, actor friends hang out by saying, come to my show, we'll get drinks afterwards. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, because you have to enter the actor's world almost to enjoy their presence in their way. You know, it doesn't always work like that, but it's something that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you um, think, Minus? Well, uh, yeah, Brandon, I'm a fan I'm, of the... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I I wasn't. No, really you guys go ahead. Right, right on key. I, I was going to ask Brandon. I've always known you to have a great relationship with uh, Marissa, your sister. So yeah. I'm uh, surprised to hear that uh, you have some some uh, disagreements with her. Oh no! Of yeah, yeah. I mean. We, we can get into that. Uh, uh, I, I still, I'm super close with both of my siblings and I really love them. I think, I think that quarantining with anybody, it like very much is going to bring out sort of the worst in people, you know, but it's not, it's not any sort of dig. I mean, we're still, it's still great. It's just, it's just arguments that last the day. Yeah. You always have a, a really great relationship with your siblings always as far as I know. Yeah. I was talking specifically more about my brother. I feel like, I mean, I, I was, I was, but he, he connecting now is just by playing games together. Uh, he'd, he'd kill me if he heard me say that, but like, uh, it's just easier when you're facing 
the same screen and sort of just like into something that's easy together, you know? But yeah, yeah. It's good to have like a gamer? group project. Who's the better gamer? You what was your, your question? Uh, Jared. Oh, my, my little brother, Jared, is, I think he might go pro. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. He's really good at Super Smash Bros. Like, incredible. Oh, I love that game. Um, oh, it's so good, dude. <laughs> so oh, good. Look at him. Look so at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I always, I always thought I was. <laughs> you thought you were what? I think the signal. Oh, sorry. I assume I they say good. I, you thought you were I good. I thought I was good, but my brother, my brother is so much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Finest, I'd love to hear your your question. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Sonny. I don't. I don't mean. We've been living in the same apartment. I thought our relationship would be something. I mean, you brought up Anthony. But what's going on? And that's my <laughs> question. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, now, Discord is great because it reminds me of Xbox Live. Um, when yeah, I was in high school and I used to talk to my friends so much on Xbox Live, and I'm not much of a gamer, but I, I tended to be on there so much talking to people. Uh, and my mom used to be like, it's just like a bunch of girls is talking and like, you know, giggling, you know, because she's make fun of me and she's, uh, what's that thing? Sexist. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, no. Okay. My question, I guess, is that why do you think that it was the, do you think everyone had, like all your friends, do you think, um, that there's something different for each friend. Like maybe if like with gaming with Anthony, do you think there's something else? Like maybe like I don't know, knocking on my door over here. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> I was just trying to figure out. The, he said like the most difference, the most change in a relationship, yeah. right? And so the w- first one that just like immediately came to mind was Anthony, just because they had a dramatic turn. Like normally Anthony and I, we. We don't. We really don't. We really don't talk like every day or anything. But we'll like hit each other up every now and then. But it was just like we were consistently communicating on a, like a daily basis through video games and Discord. And you know, it would like a lot of people. It kind of rekindled an everyday type of thing, like Xbox Live. I remember yeah. Xbox Live, man. Me and my homies, we used to get on stay on for like days. Like let the weekend start so we can just be on Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. You ever do that, Grandpa? Well, I've never been really a gamer. Uh, You know, that all came about uh, when I was already old, most of the gaming. But, uh, you know, I used to watch you guys in your room there set up with that big monitor, and you were were really at it with the gaming. I know you you were, like, uh, one of the top gamers at one time with uh, World World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. No, I, I was, that. I was okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on. How often did you hear Brandon cuss playing video games? <laughs> you know, did you ever you know, hear? I don't, you know, I don't ever remember. I don't remember Brandon cussing. I really don't. I was but a great fucking does, kid. <laughs> what, what was what was your uh, username? Mine? Oh man! I mean, it's my email now. Honestly, it's a uh, Spirit Writer. Uh, that was my first, and then Mutagem. You had no, but, you had no letters or nothing, no extra, no, no XX one or four two no. two or anything. Well, just original. Yeah, for the account, I think it was like Spirit Writer Tim, but the user, the the character Tim. name. 
Yeah, I think I think the 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 weird thing for me is that like I I feel like especially maybe my parents like they look look at it and they're like oh god the, this terrible sort of like mind sucking thing I've had this conversation <laughs> with my grandfather before but like what Sonny said is like it's a community that like I feel like we're not I don't know especially during this pandemic like like yeah. logging on to like a, a a Discord which is like grandpa this like sort of chat service um, it's it's I don't know I think it's important for young kids that are into it to to find people and you know I don't know yeah yeah no, absolutely I- because like with especially the discord thing that i like is that it's an open door community pretty much that once you're in that chat room anyone can leave and enter at their own will and that's really good like an open door concept where you're not just leaving one or two people out of your normal out of your group and i i i didn't realize how how quickly in my life I would start to feel old, which I already do. But like, I, I catch myself sometimes because I'm like, oh, these kids with their TikTok, you know, and it's like, it's like, yeah, but but maybe I'm just like judging something. And it's a it's a place where people are finding a community. And uh, it, it's so weird, like even the millennials are starting to do it to Gen Z, like judging them based on their interests, you know. Um, well, yeah, to hop off that, I mean, to hop onto that, um, it goes to my question for Grandpa, which is, did you not like, you said you were on a gamer, but did you got like, did you have like a poker hall or a billiards hall that you went to and hung with your friends and, you know, talked and? No, I've never really been that, that kind of an individual. I've, I have hobbies. Uh, music recording is one of them. Uh, I always, I, I built amplifiers when I was a kid. Um more electronics and mechanics. Okay, so, but did you, what was your what was your like community like thing of like a group of you guys sitting around doing? When I was uh, in in high school, we had a group of uh, uh, three or four guys that uh, I hung with, and they used to like to watch the football and baseball games. That's, I wasn't into it as much as they were, but uh, since I was part of the group, I would spend time with them um and that was pretty much it uh we occasionally would uh double date together uh very occasionally but other than that i think um that was mainly what we did just uh, mostly watching sports when i, was I guess maybe since you were a musician it'd be like jam sessions you know sit around with your friends and are would were you just a loner I, I, I'm, I'm more of a loner, I would say, but I'm not really a musician. I do play keyboard, but not very well. I mean, not compared with uh, professional people, but I do recording. Uh, I, I've done professional recording of, of audio, uh, you know, sound. Like professional to me. Yeah. Great. He, but, he's uh, amazing at it, fine. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah, I, I, he sounds like he's, he's just... Uh, he's, he's such a sweet, humble guy. Um <laughs> <laughs> how, so how did you how did you find your community when you were our age grandpa well, are you talking to me brandon or to find yeah, yeah. How, how did you find your groups well, of friends? well primarily uh either in the neighborhood uh in school at camp during the summer at summer camp because we had went to the same camp say for five years straight with pretty much the same people in my in my bunk 
at yeah. my age level. But I would say primarily for, for at school uh, would be the problem and, and the neighborhood. I had a close friend that lived around. I had several close friends that lived in my neighborhood. We, mm-hmm. we hung around at their home. One of them had a swimming pool. So we used to go swimming over there quite a bit. And, um, and, uh, and then I had another friend who was a avid weightlifter. He had held the record for, uh, for squats when it was quite a number of years ago. He lived around the neighborhood and we were close friends. Um, but I, I wasn't really a, 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 so much of a group person. And you, you were okay with that? I mean, yeah, I was fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like people, but, but I was, uh, motivated or, uh, my curiosity was pretty much in mechanical things and electronics. Kind of, it was really a foreshadowing that you weren't a people person because now we can't even get in groups. So you're already pre-trained and ready. <laughs> right. Maybe, so you're doing great. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I don't have the uh, the outgoing personality that you guys have. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> Us neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon. You say that I a lot, probably. finest. Is that true? That I hate people? No, I don't hate anything. But I can care less. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Sonny? Sorry. Oh, no, Brandon and I are probably the most sociable ones here. Sonny, Sonny's, you're, you're probably the most outgoing person I've ever met, to be honest with you. Wow, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. I I, I love community. I mean, I, I'm in like four or five different communities at once. Yeah. <laughs> I Just love spread, that Spreading stuff. the disease around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean virtually too you know what i mean yeah no it's just it's just cool i like it i love that sense of community i think i chase after it in every way shape or form like yeah. i mean th- this has been a hard adjustment for me i mean i, I was all about it because I, I i'll do whatever i gotta do and i'll adapt however i need to that's just my personality but it's starting to get to me now especially where i do i do love being out and I just it's it's been hard to find substitutes for that feeling. You're you're one of these guys who I feel like is in the adopt an introvert program. I feel like that's how I met you. Where like uh I was just like going by myself to these like improv jams trying to like get really good at improv and then you know, you go you go to like 10 of them and there's 20 people a piece and nobody really talks much uh if you go by yourself but then you you're like hey man i remember you i was like oh what's up and you're like yeah yeah we should hang out and i was like okay and then <laughs> and then we did like <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah and then we ran into each other like consistently after that yeah yeah i mean it's a really good community i feel like that's why i did the improv to be honest with you but yeah and the community, yeah. yeah, the community is great. And well, especially once you start to get to know people inside those communities, it, it is just so much fun. Like, mm. then you start feeling like different combinations of people. And that's where I think it gets really artistic is when you start to get to know these communities and hanging out with like little clicks in between. Yeah, you, you get a different experience with everybody that's in present and involved. And if even one person's not there, it's a different social experience. It's a I highly I mean, now it's it'll be gone for a while, but I, I still recommend it um, for sure. 
Yeah, I this pandemic, man, I always thought I was uh, introverted, you know, like quiet brooding type. But uh, this pandemic really made me realize that I I'm, I'm definitely extroverted. I just, you know, like I, I really love hanging around people and I miss the energy you get. But One of the things that I didn't mention is that uh, I had later in life, I had a cl very close relationship with Brandon and his siblings and parents and and I kind of miss that because uh, concern about, you know, not getting this virus. So we haven't really gotten together like we used to. But uh, I, it brought a lot of uh, a lot of happiness into my life to have my grandkids and my children close to me. So that that for me is a group that was probably the most important yeah. group to me. I mean, that's, that's why your, I started like, homemade it. community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, you made you made us at home. Maybe. We could have been at a beach <laughs> or in the back of a car. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Well, why do you say later in life? I feel like it's always been like that, Grandpa. Well, I'm saying uh, at your age, it wouldn't seem, it wouldn't, might not seem, but but uh, I, I mean, I really, you, you guys were, I guess, born when I was already, what, uh, 50 years old. But we're, you'd um, say than, we're... Yeah, I was almost 60. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird to me. You're younger. You were younger when I remember you as a kid than my father is now. So my father is like older than what I picture my grandfather to be. It's pretty, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, but I... mean more mature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super mature guy. Um, are you... Do you feel like you're closer with us now, or you? It's always been sort of like an e even relationship pretty, with pretty us. Pretty much even. I mean, I love to spend time with you guys. Yeah, wow. So wow. It's, it's it's really a, a big part of my life when you get all, at my age now. Sure, sure. I don't think I'll ever have kids, but it sounds like a nice feeling. How? <laughs> 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 No, yes. we can sit in this. We can sit in this beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. What were you going to say? Um, I feel good, you know. I feel, feel good being... Uh, I wasn't, like, super drained living in New York and being an introvert because, you know, you're always out and about seeing people. But um, it's, been a, it's been a pretty nice, good rest Um uh, being introverted in this thing. I mean, I, I, I think we all need human connection. So maybe sometimes I miss people, but at the same time, you know, I'm not, not, not so bad. Yeah. Um, I guess I, it's, it's an interesting introversion, extroversion. It's an interesting thing. Cause I would be super surprised to find out that you're introverted finest, you know, but I get. I guess the the sort of energy aspect doesn't really have to do with like how good you are with people. But. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I like. I just got to tell them I hate people. I love people. They're great, yeah. but they're exhausting. Yeah, to, you know. I think it's, a lot of uh, people that are in the arts or entertainment are introverted people. Some of them. Some yeah. are not. Some are extroverts, yeah. but there are a lot of introverted people. Robert De Niro. And, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Sure. I, I I feel it. I um I sometimes wonder. This is just my stereotype for introvert extroverted people, not stereotypes, but like my uh uh how to how y'all like 
how do extroverts do things? Like, you know, like I'm good at basketball because I play basketball a lot, right? Because I'm by myself playing it. But extroverts are always like not doing like they're always out talking to people and stuff. So I'm like, how do y'all get good at stuff? Well, can I guess you do it with people. I guess they do it with other people. Oh wow. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you dunk the ball? Oh no, I can't dunk the ball. I I wish I wish. Speaking of parents too, like my dad could dunk at like in middle school, high school, and he's like, "Oh, can you dunk?" And I've never been able to dunk. And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> How about, hey, can, you, can you spin a basketball on your finger? I can't spin a basketball on my finger. Really? Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, I had I had someone recently be like, "Yeah, Brandon, you're you're tall enough to dunk," and so I I tried going up, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 didn't touch the bottom of the net. Hmm. <laughs> and then there's a guy like Bugsy Mo- Bose, I think his name is, and Bugsy yeah. Bose, and he can dunk the ball, and he's like five seven or five six. Yeah. Spud Webb. Unbelievable. Spud Webb, right, from the Hawks. Yeah, Hawks. Yeah. I was going to also say something about the being being inside this quarantine so long, though. Um, it makes you feel crazy sometimes. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel you. Well, all the world is queer, but you and I, dear, and I don't know about you. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Cra- yeah, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy. How? What? Crazy how? Oh, crazy how? Like, okay, um, I've gotten confident enough to think like I read so much stuff to myself that I'm like, I'm gonna read at, for a podcast. I'm gonna be like Levar Burton. I'm gonna just read and just send it out into the world. People are gonna love it because I think that I'm that good of a reader because I read to myself so much. And then I did it, and I was like, wow, I can't read. Um, and it just was like, I can't believe I thought I was crazy enough to think I could do this, because I've been sitting where my mind, it's like, sing, it's like singing in the shower all the time. You go, wow, I'm a great singer. And then you think you're, you know, because you've been nuts in the shower, always yeah. by yourself, that you go yeah. out to the public and they go, wow, what are you doing out here singing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I just feel like for me, the one of the hardest parts was the expectations, right? Because my whole life I had this bucket list of like, well, if I had the time, I'm always so busy if I had the time. And then now I have nothing but time and all of these things that I, I always thought that the external was stopping me from doing. It's really inside of myself. Like, uh, maybe I don't want to like write a short film every, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that's been a hard adjustment. Is is it's been the teams. like the inner expectations that you have for yourself, even that they're weighing down hard on you. Like I have all this time, I should be doing all these things, and for yeah. some reason, I'm just not. And I feel like that's such a common feeling that amongst this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of a lot of the satire articles, but I saw a good one that was like, um, man feels very depressed because he's not accomplishing more than he's ever accomplished during international pandemic. <laughs> I, I feel that, you know, I mean, but to give you guys a little bit of like, you know, to relax a little bit, I, I think when you're talking about like we're social people that sometimes, yeah, you do want to write a, a screenplay or something like that, but you need someone else's 
energy. Uh, I'm sorry if you can hear that beeping. Um, but um, you maybe need someone else around you or you need to like someone to express ideas with or um, maybe being pro as productive as you want to be is not just something you can do by yourself because you know we are social creatures and we do need everybody so you know it, it's not it's not from maybe a lack of trying or lack of effort it's just that maybe the chemistry is just not right you know for the situation but you you've been super productive during this pandemic am i wrong i've been yeah i've been okay what's what's the secret i told you last time it's anxiety no but <laughs> um uh I guess I have a lot of faith in myself. I may be very humble, like your like your grandfather, and, and on the outside, but deep down, I'm like, I'm that dude, and I want to show everybody. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna keep doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, is that self confidence? Yeah, self confidence. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was just talking to someone about like creativity, and like I, she was saying like she gets spurts of energy where she's like, I can just do something very creative. And that's what I put my energy into. And she doesn't understand how robotically I can just keep doing stuff. And it made me really, I took it pretty personally thinking like, I must not be creative. I'm just a robot. I'm just like making stuff because that's just what I do. It's not creative. Um, so uh, I do feel that way that I'm just kind of just doing just for, just to keep it, just to be doing something to keep myself busy. I don't know if it's art, you know, Sure. Um, but I mean, if you do it now every day and it's shit for 10 years, like what, what, what is it going to look like in 10 years if you're doing it every day, you know, 10 years of shit, <laughs> maybe, or maybe, maybe one day it just, you, you look at it and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't, think I mean, do this. I don't care if it's shit or not. 10 years of it looks cool. If I had 10 yeah. years of literal shit, I think if I saw it somewhere, <laughs> I'd be like, wow, art that in and of 10 itself years worth of shit. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So have you been working on your art or on um, on painting or, or on acting or on writing? What what have you been uh, productive, um, industrious about? Writing and drawing have been my two big ones. Uh, I haven't been too, doing too much acting anywhere, but um, I've just been writing and drawing a lot. And when, when you draw, do you use like uh, Apple, like a pad, iPad, or you sketch? How, how do, what, what is your format or media? Uh, pencil and paper. I got watercolor stuff. I did a watercolor a couple of days ago. That was pretty fun. But I, I do usually pencil and paper. And then I. Can, uh, can you show us any of it? Yeah, there's my wall right now. I'd like to see it's it. All, yeah. I did all that stuff. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Let me grab one of the things off the wall. I'll do the yeah, one I'd I just like did. See, I'd like to see your art. Look how big the wall is. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember when I saw it the first time, I was like two, two drawings. It's, it's good. Can you see that? Look, oh, neat, neat. We, we can't see the writing, but yeah. Oh, it says, look who's talking. These hands. <laughs> <laughs> how can I? How can I, uh, I? I need help with this, uh, Sierra. How can I blow up the image of say Finus on my screen? All I see is your name on the main screen. Um, I good. You can take off your gallery view, I guess, if you wanted to. 
I'll take that off. Okay, so if I hit the gallery view, aha, okay, what a difference. Oh, no, I don't like it because I don't want to see myself. Okay. Cool. Hey, Sierra, did, did Nicholas ever come on? We have James, I'm Valerie, and Nick here. Oh, I'm, got you. I'm here. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, yes, we hear you. Hi. Okay, good, good, good. I wasn't sure. Sorry about that. Yeah, we no, that's we, all right. Uh, went a, a bit past Sunny's scheduled time. Thank oh, you okay. so much for coming oh, on, Sunny. Maybe Sunny left already. He's How you hearts. doing, Nicholas? I'm doing good. How's everyone? We're good. Do, you doing all, the you thing, all staying, you know? staying safe and well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. You're Mr. Santa Claus, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm one of those. Ah, you're back. Yeah, yes. we got yes. Nick. And I, uh, Sierra, if I if I put up a, a picture of Nicholas, would would it the camera pick it up? Perhaps. Okay, you guys you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna pull up. Uh, All right, I'm gonna run out and get a bottle of water, and I'll be okay. right back. Perfect. Me and me and Santa Claus family. I got questions. <laughs> no, yeah, you you guys can have. A, yeah, that's cool. How, how you doing, Nicholas? I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It, it's a little bit warm here, and I just did laundry and hanging it outside. You, so you you're from you're you live in New York, yes? No, I do not. I am no, in Wisconsin. Okay, I'm in Wisconsin, but I'm I, I like to say that I'm from Chicago because I left I spent uh, a lot of my adult. I left Chicago back in 2003. Oh, and so I it's was almost been like twenty years now. Go ahead. Wait, yeah, exactly. I mean, I was there for since seventy four. I moved there in seventy four, probably way before you guys' times. And then, but, uh, yeah. So, where are you from originally? Where are you born? Originally, you born? I was born in Ohio. Ohio. I'm Ohio. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there in that mix. As a matter of fact, I spent a few years in Indianapolis too. Yuck! How was it? Uh, it was it was all right. It was hard. To, it was hard to socialize there. I lived in a great neighborhood, but uh, Indianapolis is weird. I mean, it's it's so divided, and I don't know. It's really hard to explain. No, it, I, I I feel you. I lived there. Um, this is before the the Santa Claus look as well, probably. So you didn't well, even as, like Santa Claus back then, right? No, no. I I worked. Um, at uh, I worked at FedEx for a while uh, because when I, when I moved there I was already how old was I I don't remember but it was hard finding a job for yeah. one because uh, I I started out well I'll tell you I'll st I started out in Chicago right and I was a photo assistant and then I was designing sets for a bit and then I was ended up being a set builder and that's where I stayed for a long time. Wow. And then when I moved out of Chicago, went to went to Indianapolis, and uh, I was getting getting on years. And being a set builder, it's it's, it's much easier for somebody's younger. It's a, it's a younger man or woman's job because you have to do you know a lot of heavy lifting. And you know when you're in a construction or whatever, after years of being on your knees, you know I call it Catholic's knee. You know they kind of give up. They kind of give out. It's hard to carry anything like a. I remember I used to be able to carry a sheet of, you know, two by four, uh, not two by four, but four by eight, a plywood or drywall. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even think about doing that now. <laughs> but, uh, and then I was a, I was a waiter there for a while, a server at the, 
the Hilton there. And and then when I turned 60, I thought, you know, I don't want to do all this stuff anymore, you know. And I started looking into uh, what you could do when you're retired. And I found the Santa job, and I thought, hey, I think I can do that. And, you know, in 2012 is when I started. Got my first gig uh, outside of Indianapolis in, I forget, not Naperville. I forget where it was, but it was like, what, 20 miles out of Indianapolis. Okay. And did that, and then I I liked it. I I got into it, and and I also grew as a entertainer. You know, used to being stared at constantly, yeah. and um, so you know, was, it's was a, that it's the, a, I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Was was that the dream before age sixty? Was to be an entertainer? Um, you know, I I think I've always wanted to be entertainer. You know, I wanted to be in this limelight, although it really made me nervous. I'm a ex- pretty shy person, actually. And you, you were talking about being introverted and things like that, and how inter- a lot of entertainers, your grandfather said a lot of entertainers are, a lot of them are introverted. Um, and, you know, and I thought I was too, but people say, oh, God, you never shut up. <laughs> say, hey, I'm a quiet person. But they always say, like, you never shut up. But you know what? I now, why people are though? Because I'm, I'm sorry. Fan. If I get, I just think that is how reserved people are. Or because when they get a chance to talk, it's like, oh, family, you want to listen to me? Yeah, whole list of things, you know. Exactly. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. That's very true. But now, you know, is uh, like I've been doing this for nine years now, and of course, the more you entertain, or the more you're in the spotlight, the more you like it for one, and the more you're comfortable in it you know uh yeah. you, you're very comfortable in it and and you you, you get to be kind of quick-witted which i never was you know i remember you know when i was a kid you know i was like god i wish i would have said that you know to somebody who's making fun of you or whatever you know and you never had a good comeback now you know it's like kind of just rolls off your tongue if you know what i mean you know and yeah. uh you you get to be you more comfortable more comfortable more comfortable with more yourself. comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh I'm no. Echoes. Yeah, I think someone might have also just come on. Um, testing one two. Try saying something, Nicholas. Okay, it's it's gone. Great. Um, I, just for context for our three viewers, I wanted to um share a clip uh the cooking with santa is that okay for <laughs> sure I mean, no pressure yeah yeah all right i'm gonna share That's my okay. screen Sierra. it's stupid um, i know it's stupid I, okay. no I would, no don't feel bad yeah no you, you. Uh, we we were watching it um off air before and we absolutely loved it i like i oh really good yeah 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 because you're He's not kind of- you're not a santa frame guy but you're amazing at it it's like uh <laughs> it's pretty incredible and it's cool to hear your like. Um, it's cool to hear lots of stuff from you because I'm like, I thought you did such a good job that I thought this was something you were trying to do for a minute, but it was like you just seemed to be. Uh, yeah, like, I did uh, that when uh, that was a few years ago. I, I did that, you know, and you know, it's, it's kind of like you know, I'd like to do a cooking show, you know, of not anything really special like you know, Coco Van or 
you know, eggs Benedict, but just like everyday food, you know, like making a bologna sandwich or, mm -hmm. you know what we, I mean? <laughs> we got the clip up, so I'm just going to play about okay. 30 seconds of it. Go ahead. But yeah. Grandpa, can you see this? Yeah, he looks like the real Santa Claus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. Oh, good. <laughs> it is so good. I should do more. I love your your suit sparkles. Yeah, I had that freshly made. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Did you edit this yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was just, you know, pieces of, I was trying to, I was doing it myself and uh, when the yeah. cat came and. You know, it's obviously not finished, but you know, I thought, oh, it's kind of, kind of cute. You know what I love about this? What is it's it's a it's it's not what a typical Christmas yeah. meal. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. This is Santa. This is Santa Claus in an apartment. Doing yeah, it's just like dinner yeah. on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah it's not a, it's not a christmas dinner yeah. to me it, it just like really it sounds it, to me it seems like a guy named nicholas from uh rudolph street <laughs> yes <somebody. exactly. laughs> that uh that that happened to have a life and now he's just santa claus and now he's doing his thing in the kitchen it's great yeah. yeah i love it um, i should do i should do more i thought about it you know yeah. changing yeah, it actually changing it to cooking with santos not santa but you okay. know that way it's it's not really Santa Claus. It's a Santa Claus looking guy. His name is Santos. You know, so it's just it's almost there. But you're like right, exactly. Santa yeah. I so see, I'm not, I and, so I don't want to fool children that I'm Santa Claus. You know, which I do anyway. And, and you're so quick with it now. You can just really just be like <laughs> saying some some pretty uh, uh, slick shit if you want. Yeah. To. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I was just I was just saw a video this morning, if I may talk now, if that's all right, yeah. on how there uh, somebody has devised a way to how Santa Claus can meet children. And there was a video I, I saw it on Facebook. One of the Santa Clauses had uh, posted it where there, what, what you do is you're sitting in your chair or whatever. And then there's this big plexiglass or acrylic sheet in front of you. And you're not really enclosed in it. You're just standing behind it. And then the children, there's a chair in front of that plexiglass screen where they sit. And it looks like they're sitting on your lap. And uh, mm -hmm. so you don't really have to make any contact contact. But uh, it, it seems good. But, you know, you know, there's it still kind of makes me nervous because you're not enclosed in anything, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You're still, if the virus is there, just, you know, just go around, you know, around the sheet of plexiglass and, yeah. you know, because you're not wearing a mask and either are the children because they want to take oh, pictures. Wow. And, and I'm, you know, thinking how, how, I mean, how not desperate, but, if, you know, parents want to, you know, have a, a, a photo with Santa so bad that they're risking their lives, that they're willing to risk their child's life right. or theirs or the old man behind the yeah. you know the, you know because uh i don't know I'm, i i have mixed feelings about that because it's you know it's rev revenue loss that i really really need 
you know, I depend on that revenue mm. as Santa mm. Claus. And um, and even doing it the way we want to do it, it's like I'll make a quarter of what I'm used to, used to making. Sure. So, yeah, that, that, that's something. Should I do it at all? You can know? you can you put your foot down and just say I'm gonna be a Santa that wears a mask and that's it? And people. Don't um. Come well, I don't. I suppose I could, but then they wouldn't want me. You know what I mean? Yeah, they might. They, 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 they say if I'm gonna, you know, here's what I want to do. They, you know, there's always compromises, and I haven't tried that. I I usually go along with everything. I'm a pretty easygoing guy, um, but I don't know. I I just have really mixed. I mean, I I've got a while yet before I, you know, can commit or not. Sure. Uh, but I am I'm concerned about my health or the health yeah. of the children too. You know because. And it, is it really that important to get a picture with Santa? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and even when, you know, I've got to get to the set somehow. And you, usually your dressing room or wherever it is, is away from the set. And you've got to walk, you know, sometimes clear across the mall to, to, to go to your chair. And then during that time, people are coming at you all the time, getting to take a picture or they want a hug or they just want to yeah. touch you. Or the little children, you know, they give you a high five or whatever. So you're constantly touching people. And then, okay, is Santa Claus going to wear a mask between those, you know, as you're going to and from the set? Which would, which would probably be fine, I suppose. But um, I don't know. I just have mixed feelings about that. Even yeah. if it's but, 0.1% chance of risking, so, so you don't want to put yourself through, you know? No, because, you know, you know I, I, I am pushing 70. And, you know, they say it's, it's harder for for the older people, you know, so many here, so many of the people that have died have been older and they've got some kind of, you know, diabetes or heart problems or whatever, which a lot of older people have something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, age one, you know, you know, unfortunately we, it's very hard to be very, very healthy and, and be an older person. I don't know how your grandfather is, but you know, I've got my, you know, I got you know, I've got diabetes, high blood pressure. So, uh, not that they're, that I am at risk. I may, I am at risk, you know, and um, and but you know, you also don't want to, you know, take it home or take it anywhere. Like if you got it, you know, you, you would. I don't want to pass the virus on to anybody else, you know, whether I know them yeah. or not. So, um, but you guys being being young, although you've got a pretty good chance to kick it, you know, get over it. But uh, when sure. you're older, not so much. Yeah, I have a I have a nephew who he's probably in his thirties, maybe forties, and he's he's not too concerned about. He's pretty convinced that if he ever does get it, he will get over it. You know what I mean? He'll 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 survive. Mm-hmm. But but they're saying that there's complications. Even if you survive, you might have health problems after that. Sure. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, we were yeah. talking, uh, Grandpa. You were you were saying before. I mean, it's I think it's a different experience just even going to the grocery store, walking around, right? Because absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, uh, can you do a uh, I- impersonation of what? Who who talked to? Who Brandon. who can you do an impersonation of? 
What do you mean, Grandpa? Well, like some one, some uh, figure that we would all know, uh, a famous figure. Can you do like any impersonations? I mean, I I can do a Santa Claus, <laughs> but I I'm I don't you know that's like doing an, an impersonation of the president to the president. You know, it's a bit nerve wracking. <laughs> How about Dorothy? oh, go ahead, give 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 us a ho ho ho. Give us your you, best ho ho. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week. I, I will. Right. I'm going to do it. But, but, but just a preface. I was I I did the Santa Claus thing for three months as a, a young skinny oh, Jewish that's- guy. That's right. And, I remember this. And um, I just, after a week, I stopped doing the voice because it always sounded like creepy. I didn't want it to be creepy, but it was like, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm here. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> that, that, that man is scaring me. So I was just remember, like, I've, remember, I've always told you that Santa Claus is scary. He's yeah, just, yeah. He's, he's scary. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like all these kids would cry looking at me. Oh God! You know, yeah. I I it can't do well for yourself. I, I can't tell you how many children I've made cry just by me being there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, let's see. So before, I, eventually, the kids would walk up, and I'd just be like, "Hey, what would you like for?" Cry? Like I would say it in like my normal voice. What would right, you like yeah. for Christmas? But I at Creepy. first I think it was. <laughs> um ho 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 <laughs> what would you like for christmas <laughs> I, I sound like that, an ad- that, yeah that does sound a little scary <laughs> like an adventure cartoon like a survivor narrator right yeah, yeah welcome <laughs> um yeah. welcome to whatever santa town that's good santa town yeah <laughs> And, and finest, you're an actor as well. So let's let can you uh, give us uh, a little bit of an act? Uh, a Santa Claus? No, sure. what any- whatever you want to do. Yeah, I want to hear your Santa Claus finest. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I've been thinking of three holes names in my head the whole time. I was like Jason, <laughs> just like thinking of, because of the ho 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 thing. I thought it was ah. It's funny. Um, I don't know. Santa Claus. Could I do a Santa Claus? Hmm. We'll do an elf then. <laughs> <laughs> we want rights too. We want rights too. <laughs> I'm tired All of working right. for this. I, I, heard, I heard if you're a bad elf, you work in the coal mines. <laughs> I got a cousin that got black lung. Fuck Santa Claus. <laughs> no, it'd probably be glitter, glitter lung. There more like more likely be glitter lung. All right, too much, on, too much glitter. On that note, I know um, our net James Wilson has been waiting a super long time, and I, I, I'm sorry we got you in a bit late, Nicholas. But it's so great having you that, again. Really, that's appreciate quite it. all right. That's quite yeah, all right. Yeah. Th- thank you. Thank you and so you wear much. your mask. You try. You talk. You put your foot down and put a mask on. And yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. can happen is they send you to like Misfit Toy Island. Miss, we'll, Miss, we'll, Miss, we'll have we'll have your Toy we'll have you back on soon. But I yeah, I want to hear. All right, the thanks guys. Yeah, thank See you. you. Thank you. All right, bye. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah. Am I here? Uh, James. Uh, am I here? Yes, we uh, hear you, James. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. couldn't tell. Uh, I'm ready when you are because I have a few comments. If uh, you want to hear them, I would love, I would love to hear. Let, let's just let's just get it let's rolling. What, what do you got yeah, on your mind? Go. 
Well, first, I'd like to start with uh, Brandon. I'm not sure who it is on this call that is your grandfather. Uh, Grandpa, you want to say you want to speak just for a second? I mean, is, is, that's not Sonny. Mm-mm. No, Sonny's. This, this is Grandpa. And Grandpa, uh, what is your name? Uh, that uh, you know, I've been ke- I've been keeping notes. Oh, Bart. Bart. I love Some people call me Barty. Barty. Yeah, Bart or Barty. I think that. Uh, or Barton. Uh, I believe that being in a position to know your grandfather firsthand is a gift that uh, you probably can't appreciate until you're in your 50s or 60s yourself. And I remember going to my grandfather's, well, actually, I didn't get to go to his funeral because uh, my dad made me stay home. My grandfather, uh, Papa, was a rolling stone. Uh I diverge. Let me uh, let me get back yeah. to my notes here. Uh, one of the first things I heard was life changing events since C nineteen. That was about three. Uh, uh, that was about nine fifty. And that was a, that was a message for me. And I, I think about what are the big things that have changed since we had this uh, since we had this Nova. Uh, I've got relationships with my kids and. There's been an impact on them. And there's Positive been some in a, uh, in, a, in a good way or a bad way, James? Uh, oh. uh, I have a son. Uh, my son's, uh, I'm a senior citizen. I'm 40, uh, 79. Jeez, fuck. I mean, uh, I hope I'm 69. Hoping for, for 79. Uh, my son, Jared, uh, oh, God. Uh, everybody, on, everybody on earth wishes they had a son like this. Uh, oh. uh, He's uh, single, never married, no kids, and uh, about to work on his PhD. He lives in in, in uh, Dallas. And Jasmine, God, uh, she's probably the second or third most beautiful female that that ever took took breath. But the, that that's not just because she's my daughter. That's just is just the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, she lives in Brooklyn. She's been in, she's been working with PBS over there for. Did you guys want to hear my history, or was I supposed to talk yeah, about? I, no, no, please, no please anything. Do what you this do. is great. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. That's a PhD. I just talk about yeah. these females in my life, and I just go nuts. What did What did you say your son is getting his PhD in? Oh, this was a boy. We never expected this. Oh God, high school and all of that. Oh, this was uh, when he got his master's. We said, "Oh shit, Jared." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he just—he is a healthness, uh, health, fitness person, Maybe. serious business. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, you know physically and the uh, the mechanics, the physics that go mm-hmm. with bodybuilder, uh, yeah. health and wellness. Uh, he's got us on Fitbits and has for for years. Wow. Uh, Jasmine is, is an entertainer. Uh, she works for PBS. Uh, wow. She's also doing a lot of work for uh, Brooklyn Library. She does. Uh, She's done some one man shows. She was in a band. Uh, she she uh, she graduated from McGill in, in uh, Montreal. She's a bad girl. Oh, cool. <laughs> my daughter. She uh, she spends half her time pissed off at me, and the other half, uh, you have to love me because I'm great. Uh, is it that's, is the pissed that's, that's off part? Anyway. <laughs> is that is that your fault? The pissed off part, or oh no, there's nothing. On, there's nothing. On, I'm like my mother. I'm a saint. <laughs> are you familiar with um i'm sure you are you know stevie wonder yeah who 
Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. You, you understand. But, it, you know, you talk about your daughter reminds me of Isn't She Lovely? Because, you know, that's about his daughter. And the way you talk about her is just like it just uh, has that same um, charm to it. You know, she's uh, in any case, uh, there was somebody that talked about sociability on this call today. And the impact yeah. that it has on uh, your relationship with your friends. Uh, there's some people that are gamers that have relationships back and forth. Uh, and I, I'm saying, you think about my relationships since we've been locked down. We've been pretty much on lockdown since pretty much in February. Mm. And uh, for me, it's just me and uh, Cynthia. That's my, my, my girlfriend. And she's been my girlfriend for 30, 31 years or so. We're wow. married too. Wow, and uh, we'll talk about that later because that's that's like uh, I don't know that I'm all that religious, you know what I mean? But uh, fucking ever sent this girl down to me and said, "Ooh, shit," and I'm with it. That's something of six to forty. Oh, 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 yeah. I was talking about family life and how you get to where you are. Yeah, and I thought I heard that from somebody. Yes. I'm from I'm from Toledo, Ohio. I thought I heard somebody talk about Toledo. Mm-hmm. Nicholas, I, I believe. Nicholas, yeah. yeah, he was originally from Ohio. Or born I, lived in Ohio. In, I lived in Chicago. I don't know. I want. I want to ask. So it's it's only you and your girlfriend currently quarantining in Ohio, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're in uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, got you. But but just just years. the two of you the entire just time. The We've been home alone since. Yeah. We've actually been home alone since January. We haven't, wow. any, we haven't had any company. We, wow. uh, we, we go to the supermarket, uh, Walmart, uh, the ABC. Would, they, would uh, you say it's it's strengthened or or been hard being in such close quarters for so long, just two people? Oh, God, man. I, 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 I'm almost ashamed to talk about it. Yeah, whatever you're comfortable why, why, talking about. Why would I mean. you be ashamed? Why, why is that? Because this shit is so good. It's just ridiculous. It's like, why, how did God me to live like this? It's just, it's wonderful. This girl is, oh, she's mine. Uh, I don't, I don't, um, I, I've said this before. I, I don't know if I own her or if I possess her or, or if I'm possessed by her. And I don't think I give a shit what the difference might be. She put a spell on you. I accept that. Yeah, uh, it's, great, it's nice that you have a relationship, you know, that you're getting along that well. That's that's great. And the yeah, way you feel about her. I hear people talk about uh, being actors. And... Uh, I spent pretty much all of my young life, my young years, as a uh, salesperson. You know, pretty much door to door, knocking on doors. I sold a lot of telecom over the past 20, 30 years. I've been in business for myself one on once. And uh, I think that every single one of those interfaces was a act. And you hope to walk away with somebody signing something so you get paid. And uh, I think that being on stage is the same thing. I, I need to make sure that if I get paid, that everybody in there believed that I was what I said I was. And I haven't had very many jobs. I'm uh, 
really at the at the, at the end of a career that probably won't bug too far. But I sure have a good time being on stage. Are you are you retired now? Or are you still working the sales? Oh no no no! If, if I can't find a job, uh, uh, if I can't find somebody's going to spend me give me a dollar, I won't do it. Sure. And, and sometimes it only has to be a dollar. What what uh, what type of product did you sell? Uh, my 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 primary project to me is you said, uh, you said uh, on stage. Uh, on stage, uh, I think uh, uh, anything that August Wilson does. In fact, I probably did in two of his shows that, for whatever reason, went down the tubes, cost me money too. And I've done one of his, his shows on stage at Fayetteville State. Uh, I'm a uh, old guy that got lucky and uh, went back to school and uh, took a few uh, acting classes. And you know, I got a wife that's working on her PhD. My son's working on his PhD. My daughter, you know, uh, my family don't take bullshit. You have to be moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say something about. Uh, I heard something that said I. Uh, Black love, black love, and black work to me kind of like the same thing. Have you also, done film or stage or you know Broadway or off Broadway or? Oh man, I'm not the. Uh, you know, with this virus, you know, we have one, two, we, we probably have four local stages here in town, and uh, I could probably get you know a job or two a year with them, and uh, that would work for me. So I, you know, I'm not trying to go to Hollywood. Some days are behind me. Yeah. I'm trying to have a good time, and, and I got this female I get to live with, and uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in this community. And uh, my parents, gosh, oh, man, my mom and dad. Uh, my dad was probably the, uh, oh, they were just the baddest people on earth. You know, somebody was talking earlier about uh, Santa Claus and uh, virtual Santa, and no yeah. touch Santa. And uh, you guys, you ever think about uh, being a black kid at the mall and you're scared to go in the mall because they, they follow you around every fucking step of the way. And I'm, you know, nine years old. And uh, my dad said, ain't nobody slip sitting on nobody's lap. Uh, we going home. There wasn't no public standards in the store. And it's like, don't nobody think about that except us. That shit is real. It's you know I mean? double consciousness. <clears throat> uh, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, I'm also an old guy. And uh, the way I see the way world today and the way the world, world was uh, in 1959 is not the same. So I'm, you know, uh, well, uh, have I gone far enough? Did I get my full 10 minutes in? You're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, See, I got a name no, it's cool. So I'm supposed to say something to Artie, and I don't know what it is. Artie, are you there? Oh, Artie, Grandpa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, oh, that's what it was. I wrote your name down. Yeah. I didn't put down uh, my little note. We're we're just we're just all calling him Grandpa. I don't know if did, he's did cool. Did you say it, you're 69 years of age? How, uh, last week. A happy right, birthday. birthday. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a that's a wonderful thing. I got a, I got a lot of friends that didn't make it. Do you like Earl Garner? Do I like who? Earl Garner. 
I'm not sure of the question. He's a keyboard guy. He plays piano. Oh, okay. I can't say that I'm, uh, you know. Maybe. I, I can tell you that I'm basically unaware. I'm just, you know, I just fell into this. I didn't fall into it. I sought it out. But uh, I know that I have a very, very narrow vision. Uh, I've, I've been working with these guys in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, called mm-hmm. Ocean Visions Resources, the Ocean Visions. Jeez, I should know better because I spent some money on them. In any case, we, we made two movies in 2019. Uh, the first one was... Uh, the Underground Queen has pretty much uh, some sociological uh, gangland coming of age, gangster goes good, gangster was bad, kind of, you know, uh, pretty much African American movie. And, uh, and if Netflix or somebody else would have picked it up, that dude would have been a winner. Yeah. And all, all pretty much by you know one director, one writer, one everything. Real small cast. It's a real small uh, budget. And uh, you know, with the virus, you know, who are you going to show it to? There's no place to premiere. Yeah. You know, it's down the tubes. The other one was uh, um, something color, oh, color coded. Uh, I was in color coded. Uh, I was the uh, uh, newspaper announcer. A television announcer. And he's coming in right. And, uh, that would have been a real good. Uh, yeah, and and you love it, right? I mean, it's oh, it's the, the feeling of being on set and just. It was a lot of fun. No, I didn't yeah. like it. Didn't like uh, the, didn't like didn't the movie like nearly as much as being on stage. And, oh, uh, interesting. Much I would much rather be involved with something in theater. Yeah, too much waiting. Yeah. You have to wait your turn, wait your turn, wait your turn, wait your turn. And I, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, it, it's not for me. I, I did something for McDonald's and Lumberton. It took us all day. I mean, all day for, uh, I don't know, 20 seconds. Yep. <laughs> but they, they, also, they also sent a check. So I wasn't, I wasn't that mad. <laughs> now, now there's not even going to be like a craft service table or anything like that anymore. Uh, well, now there's nothing. Uh, nothing. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going anywhere in person. No, I'm 69 years old. Man. Yeah, cough on me, man. I, I'd be, I'd be going to the respiratory arrest. <laughs> yeah, probably, maybe. I'm sorry, guys. Have I gone too too far? No. Uh, well, no, uh, Sierra is Nadi Lee on the call already. Uh no. Great. Yeah. Um. Once once our final guest is on, um, we have Valerie on. Oh, got you. Um, Valerie. Those scheduled for. I just I just want to say, James. I I really you taking notes and and just listening in for so long i mean it was so so nice to to have you on like i really appreciate it um, well, thank you very much for giving me perspective and, no no thank you yeah, i would love to have you back absolutely i like to quote can uh, we can i see you in a movie or are you in a <laughs> movie that i can watch God, man if we ever if we ever find somebody that will actually let us play one of these movies i'll be telling every <laughs> we'll promote it on here for sure absolutely uh, i'll leave you with this uh, yeah. opinions uh, are, are like assholes 
And everybody I know got at least one of them. <laughs> and I ain't never found one that didn't stink. You guys have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Weirdly so philosophical. That quote. Um, I got a class me bag. <laughs> I know you do fine. And no ass. No ass. <laughs> Hi, Valerie. Hello. Um, um, do you do have, you a, have pair a pair of, of earbuds or headphones? I do have a pair of uh, bows, but I don't think they're. Why? Am I not coming through very well here? Um, we had a bit of an. Yeah, we have a bit of an echo. If you have earbuds, earbuds or, headphones, or headphones, that can, that can eliminate, eliminate it. it. Let me go get them. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if James is still on, but I. I really enjoyed having him. He was a great guest. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um. I do agree. Like you know the whole Santa Claus thing during the holidays. I do remember my mom running around town trying to find a black Santa Claus. And to, to for us to like, hey, you know, listen on the play, because she's always like, she was always like, Santa Claus is every color. He goes, she goes, he goes down the chimney and he changes colors. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I've been to a bunch of JC Pennies. I've only seen one type of Santa Claus. Yeah, I was this in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, this is Indiana, but I mean, yeah, this is yeah. practically everywhere. I think. I mean, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. now you're asking a 75 year old woman to figure this out for the first. <laughs> No problem at all. I'm no sorry. Problem. But no, I just fine, have fine. to say, I love Errol Garner. <laughs> oh, great keyboard. <laughs> great keyboard. Great piano player. That's so funny. Yeah. He's not yeah. my favorite, though. Some of the younger people today aren't familiar with him. No, I'm not familiar at all. No, you know, younger guy, though. Have you ever heard Tamir Handelman play? I have mm-hmm. not. Oh, he's amazing. He kind of backs up Streisand on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hooking this thing up to my computer. That's I got to hook this up to my computer, right? These earphones? Um, uh, I'm not hearing sorry. any problems right now. I, whatever you did, it's it's going perfect. Yeah. I'm in I had just no to- idea. I mean, I got earphones <laughs> over my earphones. <laughs> Nothing's happening. I don't know. Okay, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah you're it's, you're it's good great. now. Um, okay. Here, Naughty Lee official got the link, but never logged on. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, Valerie, you are you are our last guest for the day. Oh, okay. Well, I feel Yay. great. Yeah, you're I awesome was listening it. to your conversations about being an introvert. But did you ever hear? I read. A really great article that most performers are what you call an introverted extrovert. Mm. So you always have this need to be loved and liked, but yet, which makes you being around people. (laughs) (laughs) But well, you're afraid of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I heard this great quote. It was like um, one of one of my actor friends was told, like by a, a psychologist. I think it's a, it's a weird thing. Everybody that wants to go into acting, because usually the people that go into it are the ones that um, want to be loved and accepted more than anything. 
and they go into a business where all they face every day is rejection. Absolutely. So, yeah. Sabotage, isn't it? If you're a masochist, it works out. But otherwise, I don't know. How's it going in the acting field, Brandon? Very. Oh, Valerie, yeah. No, no, no. Valerie, yeah. Be Valerie, yeah. It's very, very different. Well, this is my second career, actually. Mm. I'm a retired nurse clinical specialist, and I got into mm. acting just serendipitously because I used to help the residents with their end of the year show. Mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a friend of mine wanted to take an acting class. She was afraid to do it. So I told her I would do it with her. And then I'm in Chicago. So it was right at that time when Chicago theater was, was really blossoming. So it was a hobby for a while. And then I just parlayed it into a second career. Once I retired mm. from the medical you ever- you ever see the original Steppenwolf? Oh, I saw them when they were working out of a church basement in Highland oh, Park. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> I remember, you know, Balm and Gilead when they then they went down to yes. the house, and then they went over to the Saint Nicholas. Oh my god! There, you, and, you uh, saw it, Laurie Metcalf do that monologue. The uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were babies. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. Oh my! And when you saw them, did you did you know back then, like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be huge, or it, it was just like everything else? Once they moved from Highland Park, I think the first one I saw them do was um, Glass Menagerie. They brought that down to the city from Highland Park, and then I saw them do Balm. By the time they moved to Saint Nicholas, um, and actually that was right at the time David Mamet and. Um, Oh God, what's his name? I can't even remember. Michael Mosier were at Goodman. So it was a really, really uh, wonderful time for Chicago theater. It was very exciting. But yes, we knew that they were going to do well. And when you, when you saw them, did you know that that's what you wanted to do? or I knew that... When I first started taking acting classes, uh, yes, that's when I really knew because I was enrolled in a master's program in public health service and I quit. Mm. I just mm. said, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Finest who's here on the call. I think you had a you had a super similar path, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a nurse assistant for seven years and uh-huh. I came to New York and I told my friend to, or me and my friend decided to take an improv class because he was trying to be a comedian. And I was like, well, let's, let's do stuff. So we took an improv class and then I got roped into uh, the entertainment world. And now mm-hmm. I'm an artist. Yes. Um, but, yeah. it, but it's right though. I do, I really did enjoy making my patients laugh and, and make them like entertain them was probably my favorite part. That's kind of made me really enjoy uh, even doing comedy and art is uh seeing people happy, I guess, or, you know, just stuff like that, you know. Um, well, it's, it was such a, I, I actually used to enjoy helping the residents with their end of the year reviews because it's always such a tense situation within a hospital. And all of a sudden we would all get together and so many of them were so talented. There were so many great musicians Mm-hmm. You know, that they had chosen a career in medicine as opposed to going into music, but they were still great, good musicians. So we always had a lot, a great talent pool to pull from. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, 
uh, I haven't trained any residents besides like inpatient advocacy and like how to treat patients, but I, I did help um, students um, and teach them and, and as they're coming in and, and seeing how nervous they are about natural talents they have. I mean, none of them, I don't know, maybe some of them are great musicians, but they're going into medical school to be something. But uh, yeah, there's people that are really talented at stuff that don't even know it uh, until I guess someone points it out. Maybe and go, hey, you're good at something. Well, it's a difficult life to commit to, I think, at a young age, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. You mean the art or you mean the, the, the <laughs> medicine? You said what, Brandon? Oh, the, I was okay. I was thinking the, the art, right? Yes. it's yeah. uh, And they've already invested so much in their medical career. Yeah. By the time I, I would see them, they... Yeah they're already eight, 10 years into their profession. Yeah. Well, you, you guys dodged a pretty crazy time to not be working in a hospital, you know? Isn't that the truth? I feel I'm so grateful about that right now, but I still worry about everybody there because you know exactly what they're going through. Mm. Must be awfully scary working in a hospital today. I couldn't even imagine having to wear those hazmat suits and wearing a mask constantly. I can remember taking care of patients who were in isolation and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, do I have to put this mask and mm-hmm. gown on again? And they're living in that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that gear. It's and it's I- interesting. Cause uh, sorry to cut you off, but from like an outsider perspective, you're like, Oh, well, I'm sure, uh, you know, like they're, they're so used to it or they're, but it's, uh, you know, it's a it's a really naive thing to think, right? Because it's like, I'm sure every every day that you go in, it's it's like a it's a new yeah, experience all over. Yeah, there. taking care of a patient who's intubated and on a respirator is really difficult. I I started out in critical care and I took care of open heart patients, so I'd have two every night who were both intubated, could not talk to you, and. It's extremely difficult, and they're taking all of their patients are on vents. That, in and of itself, is a horrendous job. As your experience as a healthcare professional, how do you how do you feel about the trajectory right now with regard to the COVID virus? I think we're having a a second surge. And um, are you still there? Okay. Okay. I think you have to go back to square one right now and just be careful. You know, I I would err on the side of safety right now. Do you think that we're getting, we're getting a handle on this or it's just not really, I know, I know there's several companies working on vaccines. vaccines. Um, No, I don't think Right now, I think they're <clears throat> just putting the entire uh, pathophysiology of the disease together because it presents so differently within different age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a thought the other day, or actually it wasn't the other day, it was today. I was, I was out and I'm thinking, oh, how much longer is this going to last? And then it, this little voice in my head said, Get used to this for right now, because this is going to be here for a little bit longer than you think. Yeah. 
Well, how do you how do you uh, feel about the um, you know the balance between uh, the cost of society and the safety of people? Well, it depends on where your values are. I always put life first. We'll deal with the other later. You, you know, you can't replace life. That's true, but I, I things do, sometimes do come down to percentages, don't they? <laughs> what, what I'm not. What do you mean? Well, I mean, what I mean is, uh, suppose there was uh, one, say, one twentieth the number of people that had contracted uh, the virus, and uh, one twentieth the number of people that that were dying from it. Would you? Would you shut down society uh, as far as, you know, people going out and making a living or whatever? Or would you still feel the same way about the value of life, that it, that it supersedes the, uh, you know, the, the cost to society? Um, I guess because I've been a caregiver for so long, I've always believed that life supersedes the cost. I think things will be provided, you know, I, I think we'll work those things out. I mean, that's a concern. It definitely is a concern. But if I had to make the choice between a business and a life, I, I, I would always go with life. Yeah. Well, the issue, I, I guess the issue is whether society or society can survive. Uh, or, or individuals can survive if they don't have work. If uh, you know that that that's also a, a survival situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I happen to feel the way you do, and mm -hmm. my wife is, also feels that way. But I also can understand, you know, that there's a balance there. Uh, you know, there's always deaths in our society, no matter what. Driving an automobile, for instance, there's always a risk. Right. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's definitely a concern, but I also think that people are very, they have a lot of ingenuity. For instance, my hairdresser, you know, just going to get your hair done. Um, he, you know, his shop closed down. Uh, he was looking for uh, a place where he could practice, but there was nothing open. But lo and behold, some of his clients were asking them to come to their house, and he ended up making more money going to their house because he didn't have to split it with the owner of the salon. Mm -hmm. And you can do that more safely. Right. But not, not everyone has that opportunity. No. I mean, that this is just – no, but my point is, is that there could be other ways to um, get income. Well, the thing right now is uh, the uh, the supplemental income or, or the uh, the money that the government's giving out, and we're increasing our national debt by a tremendous amount right now. Oh, humongous! Absolutely. So, you know, uh, who knows how long we can we can survive without uh, the society functioning in a normal way? Yeah, it's. It's definitely uh, a concern. And the thing is, is I think the entire world is feeling that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 
I for, so just to chime in as uh, going through this as a millennial, and I mean, I I don't I don't know what the answer is, right? I'm not the the, the brightest whatever in the whatever, but I I to me, um, it's it's been a really 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 difficult time. Mm-hmm. Uh, early career, you feel like you have so much momentum going, um, and and then everything shuts down and you have to rethink mm-hmm. your life. And I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky in a lot of ways, right? I can just go back and live with my parents and I, which is a weird thing for ego, but again, it's not a life or death thing. Whereas the, the pandemic itself, um, it's, it's really easy to forget what's, what's going on. Um, and then someone, you know, gets sick or, I don't you just have a realization of, of how, how bad it can be. And then it's, and then it's been a, a constant balance for me sort of figuring it out. I don't know how to say what I want to say eloquently, but like, uh, well, I, I understand because we're living in a liminal space because we don't know. Um, it's almost, it's, uh, almost the f- same frightening situation as after nine 11, which was, yeah. historically defining for our country. I'll be and honest. I, I don't even remember. I don't remember the time. I like, I don't remember the day, I guess. Oh yeah. So nine, yeah. I mean, there are these points in history that you remember. I, I go back to when probably when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah, I remember that day. Yeah. You, those are, you know, they leave an indelible scar on, on your soul and the world changes because of it. Uh, and it was the same way with 9-11 um, and the effect that that had. Prior to that, it's like I thought our country was loved. And that was my first thought was, why do they hate us so much? <laughs> you know, and then every, everything changed. We became this fearful, fearful nation. I still think we have PTSD from that as a nation. The United States of fear. Yes. And these, the flames of fear have been, are being fanned every day in this country. You know, you're looking for somebody to blame because you really don't know who to blame. Uh, so that's, that's one aspect. And now we have this pandemic where, you know, not only are you fearful of other people, you're fearful of contagion. So it's a very, you know, it's more than an interesting time. It's 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 going to have an indelible scar on, on the world. It's going to things are going to change. That's for sure. You look like you're deep in thought, fine. Oh yeah, I got tons of comments. Yeah, uh, love to hear. There's them. tons of stuff said. Yeah, but having uh, said that. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan brother. But whenever you have a new order, you have to have order and then you have to have chaos before you have a new order that comes from it. So that's what I'm hoping for is a new order. And we can get rid of all this hatred. Well, we certainly have chaos. So Yes, we certainly have chaos. What's up, Finus? Uh, <clears throat> where do I start? Um, 
I suppose I'll start off from the beginning where we're talking about the economy and, and working and, and people's lives and whatnot. Um, it's it's count it, to me. It seems silly for America. I don't think I, I'm sure they do understand because a lot of smart people here, but the people that they need to run the country are the most also the most susceptible um, and the ones that need to work to keep this economy running. So the essential workers and stuff, you're trying to get them to work. Um, but not only are there, they, they don't have the needs for child care providers, the kids, kids are in school, regardless, they're in a hard time they're, and they're being forced to work, which is not cool, but let's just go ahead and move on with that. So those people are working, but if they die and they aren't able to work, I I, I think they're shoot. I think America's shooting itself in the foot because I, I don't think they understand who they need, you know, who, who's most important to keep safe and, and, and keep healthy, um, which is the youth and the essential workers. Um, and yeah, you may crack a couple. Yeah, we can open economy and a couple eggs crack, but where they crack um, is the issue. And as you like in lower income neighborhoods, people, people of color, which is already um, kind of an issue. And then um, so that's already something, too. So I, I think when someone talks about opening the U.S. economy, I think they speak from it from a different world almost. Um, I don't I really don't think they understand how dangerous it can be and how really no one has a choice anyway. And um, so that, that that's a whole different thing. That's very complicated and very deep with all that shit. Um, and what else? What else? What else? Let me see. Working in the hospital. Oh yeah, I feel also different. Like I know everyone's talking about um, they're lucky they're not working in the hospital, but I don't. I feel guilty that I'm not working in the hospital right now because I am able body and healthy, and I feel like I could do more. So sometimes in my head, I'm like, should I stay home and safe and protected? And I know my family cares about me, but another part of me is like, dang, I should be out there like doing something, you know, because I have the ability to do it. Um, well, you could do, I, yeah. I mean, I was actually going to volunteer and I, you know, when uh, I'm here in Chicago, when Pritzker was opening up the uh, the hospital at McCormick Place was asking for retired nurses and I was going to volunteer, um, but they kind of turned me down because I have a bad hip and I really can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have my hip replaced. Um, but now that they're doing all this testing, you know, those types of things, I think uh, being a census worker, you know, just like you said, the essential workers, but the, the, all the, the testing now that it's available wasn't available at the time we got wind of all of this. But now it is something like that wouldn't be um, too dangerous yeah. and still, yeah. you know, provide income. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of stuff that uh, yeah, I've been trying to. I've been rest, I've been wrestling with that thought in my head a lot of what can I do, but also uh, stay safe. And I, I'll also I don't. No one brought this up, but I know a lot of the arguments of why people aren't working is because they're 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 getting too much from unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's again, I I think people don't understand that people are human. Like we like to do things to keep ourselves busy. We like to do things to make us feel purposeful. It doesn't matter if you were paid $10 an hour, if you're paid $100,000, because a lot of people that are even arguing that fact, they have enough money to never work again in their life, but yet they come to work every day. So they must understand that people will work. 
So I think, again, that 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 rhetoric doesn't make sense. And it's also <clears throat> hurtful and it's hurting for hurting America because you're trying to get people to work before they're not they're not safe. It's not safe to be doing all this. Um, I, I, I think they need to slow the roll on making such big assumptions about people um, is is got to change the mind of some of the people in the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them make more than enough money to support them in, in a couple lifetimes. They they have more money than I probably ever have, but yet they still have the urge to work. So to say that people won't work because well, they're making too much money is. I'm, I'm silly. saying it in a negative way. That I'm saying it in a negative way that there's people in the government who think that because people are going to get uh, some help from the government that they, you know, they'll they'll want that rather than work. But I don't think that. That's necessarily the case. There may be some people like that, but most people want to want to work. I think that I mean, there are always those bad eggs and those, you know, yeah, right, whatever. Um, but those bad apples, I'm sorry, but those bad apples sit on people that are unemployed as well as people that are employed. So um, so they're always going to take advantage of stuff. But for the most part, I think most people are going to try to work when they get the chance to work. And no one's just sitting here going, thank God there's a pandemic. Oh, my God, I love I love all this death and destruction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I just don't I don't think there's that many people that are just, you know, like that. Well, it's a shame that the whole thing has been um, politicized instead of coming together uh, Mm -hmm. as a nation and um, taking care of each other like our grandfather's dead after the second world war. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very different situation right now. Yeah. I always found it interesting that the reason said something. Sorry, that's me. That's me. I'm sorry. Okay. The, I always found it very interesting that the reason great Britain developed a uh, universal healthcare system was after the second world war, when they had gone through so much with the blitzkrieg, they just came together as a nation and said, we are going to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got their national health service. And France yeah. followed suit. I think it's pretty smart. We're only as strong as our weakest link. If exactly. I make the that's military uh, <laughs> pundit, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah, as soon yeah, as soon as I get the poorest person money, that means that money will end up in my pocket somehow because they're gonna spend that money. Yeah. Uh so it just it just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why how things are running, but I must be missing something. The first two months of the pandemic, or I'd say the first month, it felt super hopeful. Like everyone was talking, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like people are so much nicer right now. And then the masks became a left-right issue. Staying at home became a left-right. You know, right. it, yeah. it became politicized. All went yeah. to shit. Yeah, quick. exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, we're we're about twenty minutes over, and I promised my grandpa that I'd get him off on time. Um, I, I want to thank you so much for being on Val- Valerie. It was uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed really being part of this uh, uh, part of this group discussion. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, nice hearing from you, Valerie. Yeah, same yes. here. And check out Tamir Handelman. <laughs> uh, <I sure laughs> well. uh, let me write it down right now. Tamir yeah. Handelman. Yeah, he's so good. All right. Um, Okay. Have a great day. We'll definitely have you back on sometime soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Um, 
yeah so we're wrapping up any last thoughts grandpa you want to say no i i i'm enjoying these discussions i think uh, you, you learn something from them yeah yeah it's good education and um I hope that we'll continue and and this will grow, you know, grow. Yeah, in. yeah. I think and I think you're a, a great a great host. Yeah, I, I think I, I think like you're a, you're a great host. No, well, you. <laughs> and uh, finest, uh, enjoyed listening to you. Uh, you always make sense. Any, any last so any last thoughts, uh, finest? Oh yeah, let me get on my last soapbox. All right, <laughs> uh, yes, last one. Um, just because I hate bringing this race thing in. Okay, yeah, you know, 9-11 and John F. Kennedy got shot, but man, we've been having niggas shot all the time here, like on the black side, so chaos has always been going on. Um, just just to let you guys know, um, just to let the viewers, you know, just to hear out, because I'm going to get on my soapbox to have a chance, but, you know, M.O.K., Martha King, the so many, I mean, the name, I could have a Bible Bible of just names that have been lost um, and been, been we are 9-11s, um, and not just the black community, but the lower in- income group and, and people that are disenfranchised. So, um, you know, yeah. take that into take that and think about it. Yeah, I I want to thank you, Grandpa. I want to thank you, Finest. I want to thank you, Sierra. This is I was just sitting here. I was like, oh, my God, like this is such a cool, amazing group of people. And, yeah, uh, Brendan, did, so yeah, did you have last word? I'm sorry. Is this this is your last word? These are my last words. <laughs> this oh, is wow. my last will and testament. I outro. just, yeah, this is the outro. I I'm super grateful. I was like, what a weird time in my life where I'm alone in my bedroom and yet I'm talking to my grandpa, my friends in the same convo, and then people from around the country and a cute little bird, Rosie. Like it's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a weird life I'm living, but I'm I'm really I'm really happy to have y'all here, um, and I super appreciate it. And to sign off, I want to say uh, I love you, Grandpa. <laughs> love you, Brandon. It's great Sweet. to be have this with you going on. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, um, if there's not anything else, uh, that's a wrap.